Welcome to Life on the Illinois Prairie. Your host is Wendy Fleming Dexter, and after 30 years living in small town Illinois, she has stories to tell. Past cornfields and factories, into the heart of Amish country. There's more here than what meets the eye, far beyond what you think you know. So buckle up and stay tuned. This is Life on the Illinois Prairie. Hi, and welcome to this episode of Life on the Illinois Prairie. I'm your host, Wendy Fleming Dexter. And if you've stopped by today, I think you're going to be delighted with what you're going to hear. We have a wonderful guest. Joining me today is Chris Serdic, who's the curator of the Mattoon History Center, which is located in the basement of the Mattoon Carnegie Library. Welcome, Chris. Thank you for joining me today. Oh, uh, good to be here, Wendy, and thanks for inviting me. Well, we've we've had a little bit of a, a challenge getting everything together, but we are here now and so happy to have you. Would you like to just give a little history to start out about yourself, about what interested you in the beginning of starting this history center? Well, sure. So you probably, I think you know, I was in the electrical supply business for 47 years, which had absolutely nothing to do with history or the library. But I've been a lifelong um, user and lover of the Mattoon Public Library. I was on the library board for 21 years. And since as long as I can remember, I was always hanging out in the history section at the library. And I've just I've loved history. So when I retired, um, I was kind of looking for something to do. I wanted a project. I didn't want a job, which turns out it is a job. Only I don't get a W-2. And I um started volunteering in 2018 to uh, basically tackle what was then called the local history room at the library, which was just uh, chock full of documents, uh, photos, uh, books, things that had been accumulated over the years, but just hadn't really had any organization put to them. So that was that's kind of the genesis of how this all got started. It must have been a massive undertaking what year did you did the History Center actually start as a history center? Well, like I said, I started volunteering in 2018, and it took me about a year just to go through all of the uh, all the stuff that I previously mentioned. So probably the first set of displays that I created was about 2019, and and when I did that, I was really just looking to utilize some of the materials and photos that I had, you know, found and discovered and decided they needed to really be displayed. And uh, so that's really how the whole thing got started. If anyone who's not been there, you, you, if you're local, or even if you're not local, if you have any interest in Mattoon history or your, any of your ancestors were involved in Mattoon history, Chris has created quite an interesting place to visit. It's just a chock full of storyboards. One of your storyboards I know is about the car dealerships in Mattoon, and one is about uh, restaurants, grocery stores, and what's the third aspect of that one? Uh, diners and uh, drive-in. Um, apologies okay. to Guy Fieri. <laughs> but you, but it's just it's uh, you can't see everything in one trip. It's it requires a a lot of uh, more than one visit. I know you recent the most recent thing you added was the Civil War Room, is that correct? Yes, um, so that was a, that's kind of an interesting story in, in itself because the, really as, I de- as we developed this history center, 
the thrust was on the um, businesses, industries, events, institutions, and people that, you know, formed Mattoon. And of course, you know, Mattoon was an integral part of the union uh, activities in the, during the Civil War. And a little over a year ago, it's almost two years ago now, we received a substantial monetary award from the estate of a lifelong Mattoon resident, Edward Ward, who had lived in Minnesota, but he was a lifelong Civil War buff. And when he passed away, he left our library, like I said, a substantial financial bequest with the instructions that we use it to form a Civil War study center. So that was really what got hmm. the, what was the impetus to start the uh, Civil War section. Um, and it took me, that's the, the biggest single project that I tackled. It took me over a year just to do the research, to put together the documents and the information that we now have on display. And it all is basically regarding Mattoon's role in the Civil War as a recruitment center, as a supply center, as uh, we had convalescent hospitals here, we had a federal corral here. And during the course of the war, we had probably at least 12 to 15 Illinois regiments that were that completed their uh, furlough here at the Mattoon um, Recruitment Center. So it's a fascinating history. Well, it sure is. And I know that um, I've not been that much of a local history uh, buff myself, but when I looked at the Civil War Room, there was so much to learn. I, it enlightened me, and I'm sure it would enlighten a lot of folks who've lived here all their lives that would not realize um, all the history that has happened here, especially relative to the Civil War. Right. Uh, I mean, there's just so many interesting uh, subtopics, again, that things came up um, that you know you just wouldn't even think about. Uh, for example, real quickly, there are dozens of soldiers um, buried in Dodge Grove Cemetery from uh, other states, New Hampshire, Vermont, Connecticut, uh, Pennsylvania, because they uh, died here of their wounds while they were in the hospital here. So they, they were buried here. It was not mm. common practice during the Civil War to return, um, you know, deceased soldiers to, to their uh, to their hometowns. So uh, there's one whole section up mm. at Dodge Grove that are soldiers from other states that were buried here actually during the time of the Civil War. Well, I've seen that display and I had no idea that that was that they weren't local people. Um, that's that's an enlightening thing in and of itself. Now, Chris, uh, the um, Mattoon History Center is there's there's there any other history centers or museums in Mattoon or is this the only one? Well, yes, there's actually, you know, the you know, the Illinois Central Railroad Depot, which was uh, built after the railroad uh, renovations and the uh, subway was put in in 1914. It's a beautiful it's a beautiful depot. It's still in active use, you know, by the um, by Amtrak, but it has been restored. And the de the basement of that uh, building is also the Coles County History Center. And they have a great display on railroads. And they, they now have a wonderful um model railroad layout that was donated to them. And then they have a they have a section on the Civil War. And then they also have a, a section that is a rotating display that various displays have been uh, put in there over the time. Hmm. Well, that's uh, that's and you guys are really very close, the library and the depot that people could visit both and maybe come back to both at different days, different times and, and learn so much about Mastoon history. Seems like they would complement each other. 
Absolutely. And that's exactly the right word is compliment. I think we do compliment each other pretty well. Um, you know, of course, they're a part of the Coles County. They are operated by the Coles County Historical Society, of which I'm a member, by the way. And they cover uh, pretty much the history of Coles County in, a, in, a, in general, whereas what we've done here is focus strictly on the history of Mattoon and things that have made Mattoon what it is. So um, you can get a nice overview with the Coles County Historical Society, and then you can get what we would call a drill down on uh, events and facts here at the Mattoon History Center. Oh, and you, uh, I know you and I are both members of the good old days in Mattoon, Illinois, and that Facebook page can really uh, spark a lot of debate and um, questions, and you are in a very important part in, as you say, drilling down and getting to the bottom of some of those debates. Um, it's really been very informative for so many of us. Well, I really enjoy participating on that, and I do actively. I mean, I'm, I'm on that site every day. Uh, you know, at one time I contemplated, you know, trying to create a History Center Facebook page but the good old days has got such wide appeal. Um, the last time I checked, I think there's over 10,000 uh, members on that in that group. So to me, it would have kind of been a little bit of a duplication of effort. And I don't think I could uh, starting from scratch. I could never reach that kind of a uh, that kind of a participation rate. Um, and the one thing that, that that's fun for me, because people you know come up with questions or they post something and they're looking for further information and um I've got the advantage, actually, of being here in the History Center, and I have access to all these documents. So what I really strive to do is um, validate and document every post or every um, comment that I put up. Um, and sometimes it gets to be a little funny with, uh, you know, people's memories, uh, people's <laughs> memories fade. Uh, it, several times we've had instances where, you know, people just insist that something uh, something was where, where they say it was. And in point of fact, it never was. So sometimes those things get a little contentious. But, you know, I take it in. I tried to take that in stride and realize that, um, uh, you know, people have uh, people have memories. And sometimes you would just need to jog those memories. That's so, so true, and I, I found it true for myself. Um, but the thing about the Mattoon History Center that uh, I just I just find it so fascinating. I just don't understand why everybody when they come back. I know people when they come back to this area to visit family or friends, they should just try to make time in your day to to visit it. You will be you will be astounded at what you see in there. Um, Oh, I appreciate that. And, you know, the two probably two most common comments I get are we had no idea this was here or we had no idea you had this much stuff down here. I mean, we basically have the entire basement of the library. Um, <laughs> you do. Um, so th that is that's still been the challenge. Um, I about every summer we do a really we do a really good business with a reunion tour groups. Sometimes they contact us ahead, and I've had as many as you know twenty or thirty from a from a class reunion group. We have been uh, really lucky to have um, groups meet here in the library and then uh, take a tour. Uh, th there's several ways we can do it. Some people actually like a guided tour where I kind of walk them through some of the displays. Other groups and other individuals kind of like to just browse on their own. And one of the things that you mentioned is we have, I have 
several patrons who come down regularly. In fact, uh, you know, I've heard several comments like, well, I'm going to come down here and just spend my time today in this room. And next time I come, I'm going to go to one of the other rooms uh, because uh, <laughs> there is there is a flow. Yes. And the other thing is, is that people, when they do come to visit the History Center, it's just a very short walk down the alley to the original Burger King, which is one of Matt Toon's best claims to fame. Well, that's exactly right. And we do have a, we do have a, a, a pretty detailed storyboard on the history of the Burger King. Um, and actually, I was, um, I was very pleased. Uh, I, besides being a member of uh, the Coles County Historical Society, I'm a member of the Illinois State Historical Society. And they publish a bi-monthly magazine um, in the November, December 2022 issue um, I had an I had an in depth article on the history of uh, Mattoon's Burger King, and it was it was uh, it was quite a uh, quite an honor to be asked to uh, write that article, and it's it got uh, quite a bit of um, attention all over the state. Oh, I'm sure it did. Uh, I know when you post your stories in the good old days of Mattoon that those always get great responses because they're always just so enlightening. As somebody who's a native of Mattoon and, and and interested in the history, it seems like anymore it's just a, a common theme among some people to uh, f- focus on the history, which which is important. We need that, but but people tend to um, denigrate some of the decisions that have been made or some of the history that has has been lost in Mattoon for one reason or another. But you've done such an excellent job in in saving and promoting the history and keeping it alive for all of us. Well, thank you. And what, you know, one of the things I try and do, especially on that on that Facebook page, um, and sometimes you know I kind of have to tell myself I have to dial back a little bit, but I try not to be um, you know <laughs> argumentative or um, per, overly persuasive. But I do like to sometimes when, you know, when you do hear all those negative comments about, well, this business went away and Matt Tune's nothing but parking lots and, you know, blah, blah, blah. I do try and <laughs> sometimes put some context to that. And um, I, I don't want to sound preachy about it, but there, there's a cause and effect for everything. And that's one of the things that we try and show here on some of the storyboards too. I mean, we've got storyboards of some, you know, amazing industries and businesses that were in Mattoon over the years. And sadly, a lot of them are gone. And, you know, that sometimes the quick answer is, oh, well, Mattoon can't keep a business or that's typical of Mattoon. We get a good business and then we lose it. And what I always try and do is show the context and point out the, re- you know, because they're there's never one quick, simple reason for the way anything happens. And so I try and give that perspective mm-hmm. and show, you know, the various factors that enter into it. Um, you know, for example, real quickly, one of the things that, you know, several of the major industries pretty much went away about the same time the railroads did. So did the businesses leave because mm-hmm. the railroad did or did the railroad uh, quit servicing Mattoon because the businesses left? It's one of those, you know, what came first, the chicken or the egg story. But it, it, it's a much bigger mm-hmm. and a broader picture than just saying, well, X business just packed up and left. There are always so many other reasons and, and factors that need to be considered in those in those stories. Well, you having been a businessman all your life, you can give us that perspective that a lot of people can't really relate to um, on their own. Recently, that there was some there's some demolition going on at the 19th and Broadway. 
that involved an old this snappy service building. That's what I remembered. I know it had been a clock shop. And would you like to? Could you talk a little bit about what was discovered in the middle of that demolition? Yeah, that's it's actually a fascinating story, and I'm working on uh, putting some more details together, and that'll probably show up as a Facebook uh, comment here or a, fi- a Facebook posting soon. Um, that is that building is what was known as the Valentine. It was a Valentine Manufacturing Company, and Valentine Manufacturing was in uh, Wichita, Kansas, and they built prefabricated uh, diner type buildings. They built they had several different styles: diners, uh, ice cream stands. Um, coffee shops, uh, car dealership kiosks, that type of thing. And they shipped them all over the country. And in 1956, uh, Bob Knowles purchased uh, one of the buildings from Valentine and put it up on North Route 45. Um, after the interstate came through, Route 45 traffic really uh, you know, dropped off significantly. So they moved that building down to the corner of 19th and Broadway. And when they did, they bricked in around it to enlarge the space. Well, that building has been sitting empty now for about 15 years. And the current owner is um, a couple of the other buildings are so dilapidated, there's nothing to be done with them. So they're going to, they're in the process of demoing those buildings. And when they started knocking the bricks down on this uh, snappy serve, what was the snappy service building, um, he actually called me and said, could you come down and look at this building? We think we've got something more here than we realized. And um, just because of the research I'd done previously, as soon as I walked into it, I said, this is a Valentine diner uh, stop. And so, so they did, they've stopped. Um, wow. The, the plans are uncertain right now, but he certainly intends to save that. I think he's uh, probably thinking about uh, lifting off, bringing in a crane and lifting it off that site and uh, putting it someplace else and hopefully restore it. The interesting thing about that is the original, we talked about the Burger King, and some of you may remember that the original business for the Burger King was the Frigid Queen ice cream stand. And the Frigid Queen ice cream stand is actually a Valentine building that Bill Paulin bought in 1952 and then sold to Gene Hoots in 1954. And so if you go into the Burger King today, if walk up to the ice cream window, that is the original Valentine building ice cream stand. So there is a whole cult of people that follow these Valentine buildings all over the country. And Mattoon is really lucky enough to have two surviving Valentine buildings. So um, it's, it's, it's quite an interesting piece of history in and of itself. Oh, I guess so. I had I had never heard the phrase Valentine Building until I had seen that on the good old days of Mattoon. I was just just dumb dumbstruck that there was not one but two of them in town. And I was born in 1952. Was so when you reference Bill Pullen having having sold that building to Gene Hoots in 1952. I mean that thing's been in place all of my life when uh, started going to Burger King. So. It's just, it blows my mind, all these things that we've grown up seeing around us that we really don't know the origins of. And that's why I'm so tickled to death to have you here today, Chris, to tell us, to share all this information and ongoing in in the good old days of Matt Toon. So you have every, you've hosted for what, the last three years, a bike tour of Matt Toon? Yes. And that's been, that's been a lot of fun. Um, Kind of the genesis of that is I'm a I'm a I'm an avid bicyclist. Uh, I ride all over town. Uh, that's kind of my summertime passion in the evening. 
um, I run into people all the time and they say, hey, you're the guy on the bike because I just ride all over town. And so about three years ago, one of my good friends, who's also a bicyclist, said we ought to organize a bicycle ride and visit some of these uh, buildings and, and uh uh, historic places in Mattoon that you talk about. So we did that and it, it was very successful. We made several stops. We stopped at the last broom corn warehouse still standing in Mattoon. We stopped at Lytle Park. We stopped at the cemetery. We stopped at the site where the Illinois Central Railroad roundhouses were. And we had about 35 bicyclists. Uh, we put this on Facebook. We advertised it. And the day of the ride, I was just going to be happy if we had five or six people show up. And we had 35 people and they all really enjoyed it. And it was a it was a tremendous outing. So uh, last year we did cycling into history 2.0 and we rode uh, to the northeast part of town and visited uh, several places that had been um, dairies. We visited Mattoon's first park, Allison Cunningham Park. Uh, we stopped at the Camp Grant Eclipse, and then we rode down through Lumpkin Heights and stopped and visited and talked about several things along the way. So this summer, and we always do it in June, this summer in June, we did Cycling into History 3.0, uh, stealing the computer term there. And we did the southwest, um, <laughs> southeast quadrant of Mattoon and visited where the Mattoon Driving Park had been, where there were uh, two brick factories down around the waterworks. Um, and kind of the highlight of it was we stopped and discussed six um, kit homes. And some of you may be familiar with that. Sears is the one that's most recognized. But there were other companies that sold um, pre, um, pre-cut homes. They would ship them in on a rail car and you'd buy them from a catalog. And again, the predominant one was Sears. And uh, all the lumber would come in. Every piece of lumber was marked and somebody that was relatively handy could assemble their own home or they could hire a local contractor. And Mattoon, uh, we've identified between 25 and 30 uh, kit homes in Mattoon. And so we stopped at six different ones. And the interesting thing was the three Sears kit homes that we stopped and talked about are all the same exact plan, but it was interesting to see how the different builders and the different owners and how they've been maintained over the years. And they've all kind of taken on a character of their own, but they all three started with the same basic floor plan and a kit that the owners bought from Sears, Sears Roebuck and company. Hmm. Wow. That's uh that is so amazing. And you're th- this year you're having a walking tour on Broadway. Yeah. Yes. Well, Many people commented uh, they they were interested in the bicycle tour, but of course, you know, people, um, some people, you know, because of age or infirmities or just um, just because they're not comfortable on a bicycle. I had several people say, we wish you'd do something like this um, for those of us that can't ride a bike. So that kind of gave me the seed of the idea. And of course, we can't walk all over town if we have people walking. So Um, We decided to put together a walk uh, on um, October 14th, uh, which is a Saturday. We're going to do a walking tour of Broadway Avenue. So we're going to kind of do the same thing. Hopefully we're going to cover several of the significant buildings, several of the significant sites, discuss the history of some of the more significant buildings up and down Broadway. And that walk will start at 10 a.m. and we will uh, start and finish at the uh, beautiful uh, Mattoon Carnegie Public Library. 
Well, how interesting that's going to be. I, I have it on my calendar, and I intend to, to be there for that. Um, do you have a website? Yes, we do. Uh, the website is localhistory at mattoonlibrary.org. And that's all lowercase, no dots, no slashes, no nothing, just localhistory at mattoonlibrary.org. Okay. Very good. You know, is there uh, anything that you would like to discuss that I haven't asked you or um, I know there's so, so much. I'm just, I'm just delighted that you've, uh, that this project has taken off like it has. Um, people tend to just be somewhat negative and focus on, as you say, the parking lots and the things. I mean, myself included, you know, we have our fond memories. I, I went to school at Bennett School. I hated when it was torn down, but it was it was time. It time marches on, and you know, looking back and seeing what they have done with Lytle Park and the the beauty that is there now, what they've done, the creativity in Lytle Park, you cannot, you know, I have my memories of of the of my grade school, but uh, it's the school the park is being utilized now, and to go in there and see what what they've done, you know, we just have to realize what we have around us uh, that um, changes are necessary as you said earlier we we have you know the um, Sarah Bush Lincoln Hospital we have the corporate headquarters for rural king we have so many so many positive things about Mattoon I just um, I wish people could could take that take that away as well as coming in seeing what a rich rich history Mattoon has well, that's right. And I, you know, I tell people all the time when they're down here, uh, anywhere you're at, it, 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 you make of it what you will. I mean, people, um, you know, it's that old grass is always greener syndrome, but there is so much, this this town has so much to offer. Um, and I think it's on a resurgence. I mean, all the things that have been happening on Broadway downtown, as far as all the events, the Mattoon, the cruise Broadway, uh, some of the things that the um, Mattoon and Motion are doing. I mean, you know, there are a lot of positive things happening. And the other thing not to be overlooked is, you know, Mattoon has a wonderful spirit of, of volunteerism. Our history center is a um, is a point in, in you know, of that. Um, several of our displays have taken um, a good deal of expense to get them done. And there have been many, many people that have come forward and they, you know, they say, if you need money for something, let us know. I mean, as a point, an mm. example, what our capstone display in the uh, Civil War Center is a, a uniform coat, vest and sword of Colonel Jonathan Biggs, who was uh, a commander of the 123rd Illinois Infantry. That was on auction at a um, at an antiquities uh, auction of Civil War memorabilia, and we knew it was going to go for it went for five figures, and we wanted to bid on it. We mm. wanted to acquire it, but you know the library does not that have does not have that kind of money to invest. And frankly, if we did, people would rightly say, um, you know, we need you to buy <laughs> books. We don't need you to buy a, a, a moldy old uniform. So we reached out to several of our patrons and, you know, just asked them, would you support us in this if we were the successful bidder? And um, we thankfully, we were the successful bidder. And in making about three or four phone calls, we got commitments for the money to, to support that purchase. 
And we've had several other of our patrons um, donate uh, donate items. In some cases, you know, pretty expensive items. So that has that has helped to sustain mm-hmm. us. Um, and we have a lot of people now that bring stuff in. Um, a lot of our collection, especially some of the Matu memorabilia, uh, people bring in. Um, kind of the story, kind of the uh, comment I hear almost weekly. People will bring me things from their attic or their basement or, you know, in a shoebox in the back of their closet. And they say, you know, I'm cleaning things out or I'm downsizing or we're moving. My kids don't want this stuff. Would you like to have it? And so we are always happy and to get those kind of those kind of artifacts and documents. And I'm always um, I'm always excited to get new photos um, we have uh, on uh, in the History Center. We probably the last time I checked on the hard drive, I think we have about 15,000 images captured. Um, so, um, and a lot of those have come from people that bring in, uh, bring in old photos or bring in uh, negatives, and we've been able to, to utilize those. Well, I, I know you certainly couldn't have done it all by yourself. It's been a, a monumental undertaking to have done it. But the generous donation, not just monetarily, but as you say, people bringing things in and I'm sure some of them have been um, items that have been a great sentimental value for different family members, for people that have started. I know you have trucking companies, you have all the different businesses that have existed in Mattoon. And I think some of those things have great sentimental value, but people realize once they're dead and gone, it's they're, they're of no use to them and that they can be uh, continually enjoyed in, in the uh, History Center. No, that's right. And, and I do hear that comment, um, you know, quite often. And people will say, well, you know, we think this is the best place for this because we know you'll display it and we know that other people can see it. And it'll, uh, you know, it'll be here um, for the years to come. Do you have any other plan? What other plans do you have in the, in the works, Chris, for um, the History Center or any, uh, any other tours or anything down the line that you're working on? Well, the, of course, right now, the Broadway tour is probably the biggest thing um, th- that's on the agenda. Um, as far as things to work on, um, I mean, I'm I, I'm always looking for new things. I'm always still researching things. One of the one of the things I'm researching right now, I don't know that it'll be a display board so much, but it'll be information available is as I was uh, doing some of the Civil War research, I was amazed to find out that during the time of the Civil War, there were, I think, eight doctors, eight physicians that actually practiced here in Mattoon. And I mean, that's a pretty significant number of doctors to be in a town the size that Mattoon was during the Civil War. So it got me thinking about, um, you know, not so much just because of shoe stores and hardware stores and drug stores, but of the profession. So I've kind of started, that's been one of the projects I work on um, when I've got the time to to, uh, do it. I'm compiling a list of the physicians, dentists, and attorneys that all practiced in Mattoon over the years. And when I'm done with that, with those lists, I think it's going to, I think I'm going to be amazed at how many, um, how many uh, physicians, <laughs> dentists, and attorneys had, um, had offices and practices here in Mattoon over the years. And again, that's just, that's just kind of the, uh, th- those are some of the esoteric things that I just find fascinating and like to research. So probably, I don't know about putting up more displays as we run out of space, but the research is ongoing and I don't see it ever ending. Well, you know, and not just in finding those those businesses and those those professions, but so many characters. Matt Toon has produced 
so many local characters and um uh i think that you that among those people then they're they're kind of they're, it's a vanishing breed. We used to see what we, I, I, my mom referred to them as the dandies, people walking up and down Broadway sometimes, uh, just the, the old type uh, out of the 50s and 60s that we just won't ever see again. Very, um, very historic characters. Well, there's a plethora of those kind of uh, stories and characters. <laughs> and the one that comes to mind quickly is um, J.D. Andrews, who, who was the owner of the uh, J.D. Andrews Lumber Company, which then became Coal Lumber, which, of course, is still in business. And J.D. Andrews was the uh, grandfather of uh, Bill Hamill. And Bill always told the story about his uh, grandfather, J.D. Andrews, riding his horse into the lobby of the U.S. Grant Hotel to get a drink. Um, and that is not just that's not just a, that, that's not just um, a Mattoon myth. That story has been collaborated by dozens of people. So there you talk about a character. There's a character for you. <laughs> oh, how wonderful. That's uh, that's the thing that I think is is wonderful to promote and let people understand not just our rich history, but our, our rich future going forward, what we have to offer in Mattoon. And I hope that people who, who hear this will realize that Mattoon is not just a place to fly by on the off the interstate or to stop in and get a burger or to stop in and uh, make a quick stop. We're, we're worth a little more of your time than that. And, and for people who live here or who have lived in the area, if you come back, please, Please take time to visit this wonderful history center. You will not be disappointed. It's very professionally done. Um, it's just uh, I would rank it uh, very high on the list of places that I've been in, in local history and other history centers. Well, thank you for that. It, we're proud of it. Well, you should be. You should be very proud of it. You've put your heart and soul into it. Anything else you'd like to um, offer or anything that you wish I had asked you that I hadn't asked you? No, I, you're a pretty darn good interviewer. Um, I think you've pretty well covered everything. Um, you know, I would say that um, uh, the biggest challenge we have, and this, and why this is why I really appreciate this opportunity to be with you today, is um, the biggest challenge we have is still, you know, getting people to know that we're here and getting people to visit. Um, we've been on. Obviously, we have a big presence on Facebook. Uh, we've been. Uh, the newspaper has been kind enough to feature us several times. Um, and actually, thanks to you introducing us to CIA Living, we've been on CIA Living, I think, twice. We've been on WEIU-TV. We've been on um, uh, WMCI Radio. Uh, we, we've been on, actually, we've been on Channel 17 in Decatur. Um, so we have done everything. Um, it's the old story, you know, you can, you, you, you got to get a horse to water and that's still our biggest, uh, our biggest challenge. Um, and I have people, we do have, we have visitors, I'd say now literally every day. And, and the thing I really want to emphasize, I have people come down and kind of the first thing they say is, oh, we're sorry if, you know, we don't want to interrupt you or, you know, could you, I love to have people down. I, I always, I will always table the, um, you know, I can, I can re work on this research and these other stories, you know, on at any given time, I, I'm happy to drop what I'm doing and, uh, and share the history center with the people that come down. So, um, if uh, this podcast creates a flood of people, I'll, I'll be, I'll be pleased. I'll be pleased too. <laughs> I, uh, I'm, as you know, this is pretty well in my infancy. We've been doing this maybe three months. 
but um, I've anticipated having you on and getting trying to do my best to get the word out on what you've done because Stacy and I've been there several times and just you just I feel like we've only scratched the surface so, so I don't think people have any idea just how vast your collection is back there and just how much hard work you and others have put into making this happen. Well, thank you for that. Maybe you and Stacy can create a theme song for us. <laughs> yes, do that, Stacy. <laughs> That's your assignment. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I mean, there's no telling what could be down the line. I mean, you could have other things. You could have a occasionally have a, a bus tour, a small, you know, small bus or a van taking people around, showing them these uh, highlights of what, where things were and where we are now and, you know, what's in the future. I know that um, there will be an, in, should be if this sports complex comes to fruition that's planned out by Walmart, that that's going to be an influx of people in here. And and the more we can get, more people we get and more we can make, raise your visibility, it's better for all of us because I get, I get very tired of people being negative about my hometown. I love it and it has its issues. I, I get frustrated with things too, but um, that's part of life and that you're never going to live in a utopia where that doesn't happen. So no. No, that's right. to, to highlight our town. Yeah, go ahead. No, that's right. And, you know, and, and kind of to your comment about Mattoon, one of the things that I've noticed a lot is I, I do get quite a few uh, Mattoon um, natives that have moved away, live someplace else, they come back either for a reunion, for a family visit, sometimes sadly to take care of a parent's estate or something, but they bring their spouse with them that was not born in Mattoon and, and has only just, and typically the, the um, non-Mattoon um, native find the displays as interesting or more interesting uh, because they're exposed to, you know, something they've never seen before. And kind of in that regard too, oh, last month, two months ago, I believe, I had a tour group from the, the Christian County uh, Senior Center and they had two bus, two of the little minivan buses and they periodically, they just take trips around, you know, within driving distance. And, you know, the thing that they commented mm. several times even though they didn't know anything about Mattoon, so many of our displays relate to the same kind of memories they have in Taylorville. I mean, we talk about the old department stores, mm. the old hardware stores, the restaurants, the gas stations, the corner grocery stores, and those stories are universal. Um, you don't have to have been from Mattoon to mm. appreciate the history of how corner grocery stores sprang up. And then the chain stores came along. And, you know, so a lot of the history we have, it, it's all specific to Mattoon, but it's kind of a universal story. Hmm, hmm, hmm. That's wonderful. It gives me goosebumps to hear you say that because it does. You know, we can't go back in time, but you can go back and visit those times. And that is what the History Center gives us. And that's what you've given us, this wonderful, incredible opportunity <laughs> And uh, I'm just going to do my best to try to make sure more people are aware of it. Well, I certainly appreciate uh, your support, and you've been a great cheerleader for us, and, and I, I certainly appreciate that. Well, as long as I don't have to do a splits, so I'll be a good cheerleader for you as best I can. <laughs> <laughs> well, Chris, this has just been delightful. I cannot tell you how much I've enjoyed this. Uh, we're going to probably bring this to the close, and perhaps you'll come back and visit us again someday. 
I'd love to. Um, things we add things we you know we're adding things all the time. So uh, uh, six months a year from now down the road we might have some more uh, more stories to share. Okay, well, I appreciate that. And if you uh, do, you have any other websites or anything you want to share? You want to share the address of the library and for those well, who are not tuned, if they can find you. Well, on- sure. Yes. Well, of course, we're um, the the beauty of this history center where it is is we uh, live rent free in the basement of our beautiful 1903 uh, Carnegie Library, and it's at the corner of 16th and Charleston. And if anybody would like has uh, some. Um, Items that they'd like to uh, donate sitting around um, are um, post office boxes, P.O. Box 809, Mattoon, Illinois, 61938. And if anybody would like to make a monetary contribution, we, uh, of course, gladly accept those. That's excellent news, Chris. Thank you so much. Chris Serdick, my guest for today on Life on the Illinois Prairie. I'm your host, Wendy Fleming-Dexter, and I thank you for joining us. And if you like this podcast, please share with your friends and like or subscribe as you can. And uh, you can find this on any platform. And thank you again for being with us today, Chris. It's been such a pleasure. Well, it's been my pleasure. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Life on the Illinois Prairie, the undercurrents of our American life. If you haven't yet, Go ahead and subscribe to Life on the Illinois Prairie wherever you get your podcast. Stay tuned for more stories, interviews, and updates. I'm your host, Wendy Fleming-Dexter. Until next time. Produced by Audovita Studios. Connect your voice to the world.